Episode 118, everybody, with my good friend R.R. Slanian. He came back to the podcast. We drank, we played guitar, and we talked a lot of shit tonight. And I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, here he is, the one and only Ara Arslanian. The optimal life. To it. That's fine. We'll get to we'll it. Get What's to up, it. bro? What's up, my man? What's happening? Last time I was here was long and special. I mean, when you think about that song, yeah. and by the way, have you ever seen the movie Let It Be? Never have. What is that? So what a great concept. So Let It Be is an actual, it's a, it's a British uh, kind of comedy, sort of, well, it's a drama, and it's a, um, it's an unbelievable concept. In fact, I'm always on flights. Right. Yeah. So Southwest has these movies, right? You always yeah. get the freaking movies. Yeah. So it's this guy. He's riding his bike, and lightning strikes, and and this. Uh, uh, and by the way, it's not one of these like freaky <laughs> freaky Friday type movies yeah, where right, he, right. he has an out of body. Yeah. You know, thing. no. But what happens is he um, he ends up. Uh, uh, lightning hits it sends us like voltage shock through the countryside and, and he's in he's in you know great britain whatever and he falls off his bike and his guitar gets smashed and he, he ends up meeting friends a couple days later he broke his arm or something whatever and um his friends give him a guitar they're sitting out weather's cleared up and they're just he's sitting there and, and he starts playing yesterday by the Beatles. Oh, nice. And he's like, yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Right? Doing the whole thing. And um, his friends were like, wow, that, what's the name of that song? And he's like, what are you talking about? It's yesterday with Paul McCartney and the Beatles, right? <laughs> and and they're like, well, that's beautiful. I never heard that song. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, what are you talking about? So... Everyone's acting really weird, and he goes back home, and he he's sings like, another. He's like, "This is the most famous song." Of yeah, and he sings doing. another song, yeah. and he goes back home, and he's like, what the, "How does nobody know who John, Paul, George, and Ringo are?" Right? Like all of a sudden, like, the, and this is crazy, right? So, um, long story short, he ends up. He goes back home. He googles it, and and he's like, "Beatles," and up comes like the bug, Beatles. Like he's like, well, "What about the Beatles?" Like John, he googles John Paul. Boom! No, no, no mention whatsoever of these four guys. <laughs> The bu- like the ladybug. The, so the yeah, band's yeah. yeah, the band is completely nobody knows who they are. So he feels compelled to take their songbook, and he's got a great, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. He sings all their songs. Ed Sheeran's in the movie, um, and basically writes these songs. Goes on tour, gets a publicist, gets an agent, and he's not trying to make money off it. He's just trying to revitalize the idea that hey, how could you not know the the most prolific band of all time? And there's, it just blows it out of the water. Like everyone's like, this guy writes songs that nobody, you know, like The Long and Winding Road. Ed Sheeran looks at him and goes, oh my God, man, I never thought anybody could come along that's better than me. And, 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 and <laughs> here you are. Great. Right. When so, did this come out? Uh, a couple years ago. Uh, so so the, the movie's called Let It Be. Yeah. And what's freaking amazing about it is, you know, all the songs, the music, this guy's very talented. People are, you know, he's on all kinds of shows and people are like, I've never heard of these songs. This is the most amazing songs ever written. And he's just got this secret that, hey, look, you know, it's it's the Beatles. So in the middle of the movie, or towards the end, actually, he, he kind of has a conscience, you know, that's like, hey, I can't take credit for this. But he gets an, uh, there's one other person in the world that actually knows that the Beatles I know, exist. I know this guy. Yeah, yeah, I know these guys, yeah. And he gives them an address and he says, Take this this and go talk to this person. And he goes out to this, you know, longshore place in Great Britain and way out by the by the ocean, this beautiful, you know, sprawling ocean countryside. And he knocks on a door, it's a little shanty, and a guy answers a door, and you know right away who it is when he answers. And it's John Lennon. 
No shit. He's got the glasses. The oh, whole thing. the yeah. look. He's but he's yeah. 75, 78 years old. Right. Has never been in the Beatles. Is sketching and doing his things, and gives him some advice. He said, "You know, it's not that complicated in life. You know, just be a good person. Tell the truth." And he said, "Look at you. You look so good. I'm so grateful you're here." And John Lennon's looking at him like. What are you talking about? Like, I'm just John, like some guy that lives by the ocean, you know? Mm. But anyway, if you ever see the movie, it inspired me to pick up the Beatles songbook, which everybody loves, you know? Do it, uh, dude. Fucking give, so, us a, give us a jam or two. Well, I, I, I will. Right. I'll get there. Right. But yeah, I, I would just know, say that that was, that was, I don't know. We have a, we're going to be, we're on the road soon, you and I. Yeah, you know, right, we're right. Getting, right. Getting started, man. Nara. <laughs> Nara, I love it. Nate Nara. Nara. Cheers, bro. Cheers, man. Cheers to life, dude. Hell yeah. Cheers to How's you. How's everything doing? Everything's How's everything? good, brother. It's ever always good when I'm sitting here. Ever and... since you and Robert were on. Yes. Dro dropping jokes about OJ Simpson mm -hmm. last time we came on. Come on, kid. My man, Rob. Tex. How's he doing? He's good. He's good. He's actually uh, he's doing real well. Uh, you know what I loved? He texted us that one time. He was so happy. Are you okay over there? I'm good, man. Sorry. He was, no, he was so happy. That he uh, he met some chick when he went back home, right? Yeah. And he texted us after the podcast and was like, "Hey, dude, I think she likes me now. She heard the podcast. Yes, She's in love. we got him. We got him some. Yes, I knew the podcast was worth something, Did, man. man. It got so, there. You go. You may have made the greatest connection between two people ever, out of the optimal life. The guy so. was on his deathbed. He took a tour of the United States. And then he ended up fucking finding some love out on, on the West Coast. I Unbelievable. Think he, did he end up going to New York or he went to L.A.? I can't remember what he he's was. In, uh, well, he's been all over, but he lives in L.A. He's still in and L.A. And he went, uh, he, he sort of did that. Remember that map he pulled out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he went to L.A. Uh, he lived in L.A., drove across country, went to, uh, has a sister in D.C., spent some time there, kind of did his world tour. So and he's so back in L.A. again. Yeah. How's the sound here? Is this okay? It's good. Bring it in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring it yeah throw some, uh, we're going we're gonna to jam, guys. We're going to fucking hang out. We're going to booze. We're going to talk some shit. That's right. Um, dude, you want to talk about movie? You said that was called Let It Be. Let It Be, yeah. You want to talk about show on Netflix right now? Uh, Tiger King. What's man. this about? King Everybody's Tiger, yeah, Tiger, King. Tiger King. Everyone's yeah. talking about this, dude. It is the most crazy. Like you can't believe that these people exist. You cannot believe that this is real life. Because I've never seen these people before. With social media today, you kind of feel like you would have seen them on like a search screen or, you know, sometimes people, it pops up in front of you, uh, stories show up in the, in the popular tab, whatever. I've never seen these people. But the gist of it, I, I, there's so many subplots within the main plot, but here's the main. You've got people that are owning these zoos these like man-made zoos remember the zoo here in ohio yeah. zanesville i think it was yeah where the the maniac dude let the animals <laughs> yes. run loose a few years back yes and they had to like go around the city killing every animal because there was tigers and right. lions running crazy through through rural ohio yes. right so it's that so these people they own zoos where they're and they make their money by letting they let these the public come in and take pictures with baby tigers they call them big cats um take pictures with tigers and they're making a lot of money doing this you see it all over social media people taking pictures with tigers and animals and the whole thing but they're in a fight with PETA and these other organizations that think that what they're doing is cruel to the animals you know you're leaving animals locked up in cages right. tigers in a few hundred square feet parameters these people these these right. these animals cruelty, animal cruelty yeah these exactly right. exactly the whole thing 
but these people they they, they come from like the backwoods of the backwoods like it, it's 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 absolutely insane so the one main dude his name is Joe um Joe Exotic uh-huh. he's the main guy and the whole story revolves around him in Oklahoma Winwood Oklahoma he's got this zoo he's this real flamboyant gay dude i mean like like super flamboyant like takes it to a whole different level walks around with a gun in his oh in his holster God. every day yeah. and has two husbands two husbands who ended up being straight oh, first wow. of all two straight dudes young guys he takes like these he plucks these young guys out of the out of out of wherever they're doing and he make he like somehow brainwashes them to Miriam and he's obnoxious and he's uh, a, a hard ass and he yells at people and he's fighting with people and he all he wants to do is make money from the from the zoo and he brings people in and he's he's the guy he thinks he's a celebrity he's got like this huge presence he does a, a video show every day or every week where he's going out there and he almost thinks like he's like this huge life like right. this grandiose he thinks car- he's a man yeah it's cr- and he, and he's like convinces the whole town that he's like this he runs for governor oh, he comes in third like he, he it, the the whole thing is crazy. This is over the course of several yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, right. right? It's, a, it's a series. Right? It's a series. Yeah. He f- somehow convinces two young guys to marry him, and he allows it. And all these people are there applauding him at the wedding. It's, oh my dude, god, it's fucking crazy. So you know, you ever wonder? Like, I mean, first of all, I gotta watch that. I've heard so much about. I'm it. I'm not even there yet. Hold oh, on, real okay. quick. Hold yeah. on, real quick. So that so what they do is they take this. And then they show you some of the other big players throughout the country. Like the big animal. Like this guy named Doc Antle, I think is his name. Maybe in Florida. He's some big, heavy set guy with long gray hair and, and a go- gray goatee. Real, real cocky motherfucker who is the same kind of personality in a way. Like, like completely right. self-absorbed. But he somehow has like five wives or five girlfriends. It's the same thing, but he's a straight dude. He's, he's with these chicks and he plucks these young girls off the streets who are looking for a job, pays them like a hundred bucks. What was it? A hundred dollars a week? Dude, something fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, like, like nothing. But these people are so desperate. These people are so desperate for some kind of love and affection and foundation. And it goes to show you, it's, it's a cultish. Yeah. It's cultish. So yeah. this dude, Doc, doing the same thing. He's got the zoo. He's fighting PETA. He's fighting these people. These guys are fighting against this girl named Carol Baskin, I think is her last name. And she owns Big Cat Rescue, it's called. You go to her Facebook, she's got millions of followers. Right, because so, people, who wouldn't support rescuing a big cat? 100%. And right. it's cruel when you think about it. It's like the right. SeaWorld thing. It's like the... Yeah. When you get to see behind the scenes, you start thinking, oh, that's not so cool that these animals are locked yeah. up in confinement like this. So Carol Baskin is a whole separate situation because her and, and this Joe Exotic, the dude from Winwood, are always fighting. And they put it on their social media and it's a whole thing. Long story short, this Carol Baskin, who's an older woman at this point, I'd say she's about 50-some, mid-50s, late, maybe 60-ish. She had a husband who was worth multi-millions years ago. Who, he left his wife for this Carol Baskin. Right. He was worth millions, and all of a sudden, one day when he went to divorce her, the day that he told her he wanted a divorce, the next day he was never seen again. Oh. Never again. Wow. So Carol Baskin, who at first you think is like this sweet, 
This is all reality show. Yeah. They've been doing this for five years, Netflix, filming this shit. Wow. This is crazy. So the gist of it is, I, 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 dude, there's so much to it. So a lot of layers. A lot of la- so Carol Baskin's husband went mis dis- disappeared, and everyone in this animal community swears to God that not only did she kill him, she but she fed, fed him, him to, to the, the tigers? fucking tigers because she has her own tigers. Ah, oh, Jesus. She has her own, but for some reason she's not profiting off of. I, I don't exactly understand dude. all of it, dude. She has her own in this. Dude, it is, and so they they said they swore that she grinded up his body in the in the animal grinder. When you see her in these interviews, first of all, it's shocking that she allowed them to interview right. her. Right? Why would because you now somebody's going to start digging into her? When you because they brought on the daughters and the ex wife of the dude, the dude that's been missing missing. Carol Baskin has no remorse. Like yeah. she's like, I don't know what happened to him. He was just gone one day, and they're like, you fucking killed him. Right. You fucking and, and like you, and when they show you all the events that took place, she she declared him officially dead. She got all of his estate. She took his money, and she never really shows any remorse. Like I, I miss him still. You know. Yeah. She ends up finding a new husband two months later or months later. Right. Like shocker, crazy shit, dude. Crazy. Oh, okay, shit. so I gotta watch this, dude. It is how many so, how many episodes? Yeah, I think it's a. T- I th- I'm only at like nine. I haven't okay. even got. It's nine episodes, but the gist of it is Joe Exotic ends up hiring some dudes to fucking go and kill Carol Baskin, and the feds are involved, bro. And then there's so many other characters involved in this that I'm not even telling you about. It's gonna blow. It's it's ultimately not about tigers. Yeah. It's about the crazy people that operate these zoos. Yeah. Well. So many thoughts. That's the longest rant I've ever had. Dude, on this no, let, let me say something. First of all, you, you did an outstanding job of framing it. I, I would just say this: there's a couple things that jump out to me. One is there's what eight billion people in this world and 300, 400 million in the United States, something like that. To think that these stories exist, you're like, wow, that's the craziest thing ever. These stories are everywhere. These freaking kind of weird, like weirdo counterculture, crazy ass stuff. Like, I just wish there was more time for Netflix to investigate this stuff. We'd be entertained for years. It's like the Making a Murderer yes. series. Yes, I was, I was just going to say that. It's the exact same to thing. You would murder. never know um, unless you were from, you know, If there wasn't Netflix, Manawak, nobody would whatever. know that yeah. guy. Yeah. Outside of Wisconsin. Where was he? Manawak, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, but this, this bitch. By the, by the way, can I just say? Yeah. I, Joe Exotic, what would be your name? I I don't know. Joe Exotic. Dude, is Joe Exotic have convinced two straight motherfuckers. To, oh, and the one dude, the one dude who married him, the second dude who was this good looking dude, nineteen when he first met him, he was nineteen. And Joe Exotic's like, uh, he said he was thirty some years older than the guy, so he was like uh, fifty when he met this kid. He had convinced him to marry him, but again, because he's showing him that he. It goes to show you how fucked up people really yeah. are that are in these vulnerable situations that need love, that need affection, that need. The night this dude um, ended up taking his life, dude. He put, wow. they they show it. It's yeah. all on. He t- puts a bullet. To, he puts a gun to his head and kills himself. Yeah, Jesus. The second dude, the first dude that he convinced to marry him is having a baby with some chick that worked at wow. the p- park. And now he's got this other dude. He met another young guy, and now he's in prison. So the whole thing gets to this point where he's in prison. He says he's being framed by his ex-partners because they want to steal the zoo from him. Dude, if I told you, how, there's there's not one main plot. 
It's just kind of this smorgasbord. It's a smorgasbord of yeah. fuckery. I mean, it is crazy. But my, um, my, my, back to your question, I think uh, my stage Nate, name. Nate, Nate, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Yeah, we'll have to come up with something. You know, I, 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 you know, I'm single, so. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Listen. You get something there. Hey, when I see that you can convince 30 people that are 30 years your uh your senior or whatever it is to fall in love with you holy shit dude. Yeah, that means right? that when i'm 50 i have a chance to hook up with a 21 year old you, you have you have amazing yeah. opportunities in front of you that's, oh uh, dude it is the craziest yeah crazy fuck you gotta watch it i will i'm gonna start you have you have start. you absolutely have to i, I am going it, to i'm gonna strum, strum throw that thing up throw the throw the thing up and let's hear what do you want to do so it's actually funny i uh you know, you date yourself with different genres, but I love all music, you know? So lately, since I'd spent so much time down in Tennessee, I've grown yeah, I've grown an affinity to country music, and so spent a lot of time listening to music I probably would have never listened to before, you know? But I always come back One to... One of the best cities in the whole country. Oh, it's great. In the world. It's great. It's, it's so great. It's growing like a weed. Um, it's, you, the, the skyscrapers that are going up right now. Yeah, I mean, it's the, just crazy. It's, it's wild. Yeah, and dude. it's just... it's. So what's funny is if you're a single man for any single men that ever listened to this podcast, the ratio of girls to guys there is 10 to 1, just giving you a little heads up. Now, you might have to be a little Bible thumper because there's a little bit of religion that permeates through that culture, but generally speaking... Well, you um, can just pretend. You can just pretend. Yeah. yeah. No, but all kidding aside, <laughs> like I, I, have, I, I would just say that it's, uh, it's a great town and, and there's a lot going on. One of on. my favorite cities, dude. We got to go soon. We really have to I agree. go, dude. We have to go. But I always come back to the to the to the classics, man. I mean, so Jackson Brown, you like Jackson Brown? You Dude, know? I like. Uh, go ahead, yeah, I like all this shit. So he just got diagnosed with coronavirus. I just did he really? Yeah, he just well, he came. I see today that got diagnosed. Hey, for everyone that's listening, don't get mad at us. We're six feet apart. Okay, we're not spreading it back to our families. To our people, the, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're so. Everyone's like posting on Facebook. Don't, don't stay the fuck home. All this shit. I get it, but you still have to have interaction with so people. I, I, I think uh, you know how they always say like there's going to be all these babies born the baby in like boom. the next next nine months, yeah. right? Late 2020. They're, they're calling them what the coronials? Is that what they're calling them? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, uh, yeah, though this is a little song. Uh, uh, Jackson Brown song. I'll sing right. the first couple verses of it. It's, yeah, just uh, give us a little flavor. We're gonna we're gonna fucking jam. We're gonna drink some booze. We're gonna talk some shit. This podcast. This is nothing. This is a little different than what you guys are used to. Well, I've been a walking. I don't do that much talking these days. These days. These days I seem to think about All the things I forgot to do For you All the times I had the chance to You know this song? Yeah, These yeah. days, man. This is your, your go-to. This is what we jam. That's a fucking good tune, son. Yeah, it's a great tune, man. It's one so that's... So uh, fucking chill, dude. Yeah, it's a great cheers. time. So Jackson Brown, cheers. So Hope he gets better. I, uh, I hate to see it. He's, yeah, he's up there, too. So you don't want to see a guy like that getting it. But You know, the corona thing has really... The last few days has spiked quite a bit. Mm. 
There was somebody. New York City's it. getting hammered. Are they? Yeah. Texas is too. So is my 401k. <laughs> I know, man. But the market's about. You know what? It's going to bounce back. I better. It 401ks. Mark, my, my 401k. What do they say? Don't. It's like you treat your 401k like your face. Don't touch it. <laughs> dude, my 401k, I looked at it. I looked at it recently. It was like 25% of the yeah, whole, dude. Yes. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, nothing. Zero. Yeah, you're, not, you're not retiring. You're not, I mean, you can't touch it anyways. Yeah. Unless you're not, you get penalized. You're not going to be coming to you know, Joe Exotica anytime <laughs> soon. Exactly. Just leave it where it is. You Mark have to just let it go. And you know it's going to go through these waves over the yes. course of time. Isn't it scary, though, man, when you think about the corona, how how so insignificant we really are at the end of the day? Yeah. Pull that torch. At the end of the day, how, how insignificant we really... Like, there, there's so many external threats that could just change the course of us. Yeah. In a blink of an eye. Well, what, what we don't, what we forget, is, yeah. And and uh, I'm a huge um, uh, fan of of sort of older uh, uh, comedy, and uh, George Carlin's one of my favorites. And if you ever listen to the bit about just the the how insignificant we are, like this whole thing about him, he, he does this whole bit, and whether you agree with him or not, it's not the point. He does this whole bit on, you know, a little bit of plastic is not going to change, you know. Uh, whatever it is, how many billions of years of of just evolution of the Earth, right? This this ball of 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 gas and and matter that's flying through a solar system yeah. at warp speed, but yet we think that our little Starbucks cup, if it ends up in a ditch, is going to change the trajectory uh. of, of mankind. Now, listen, I'm a fan of social responsibilities. So I'll put that out there, but I, it, the concept is really funny, and he's saying, look, you know, it's a constantly mutating genetic environment we're in. And to think that at any given point we control what actually happens, other than some, you know, some systemic things we could build to sort of frame things. Generally speaking, we're at the whim of viruses and 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 fung, yeah, you know, whatever it is, right? And and he just does this amazing, brilliant speech on this. I'm sure it's hilarious, this. and it, it puts things into perspective. It puts in perspective because yeah. you know you've got people doing this, you know, this, got to do that, and, and he's right. like, look, you're not going to influence this. Yeah. You throw your, you spit your gum out of your car window yeah. and you're driving. Now, at, now that being it's said, cool I don't advocate do. eating bat soup or whatever the hell was going on over right. in Wuhan, right. but uh, <laughs> you get my so, point. That's so crazy too. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. It's like those markets are so. F- the wet market. Why do they call it a wet, wet market? Mar- it just sounds gross. Sounds gross. You think about these bats. When I think of wet market, I think of these bats hanging upside dripping. down, dripping down on people's food. <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, I'll take that piece." It's disgusting. Like, it's so fucking Rodents. gross, dude. It's disgusting. Who, yeah, you is know, it what we think it is? It's. It sounds like it is. Is it, it, is is, it really yeah. that bad? It's. It's crazy. It's crazy. Well, and the funny thing about it is, like Wuhan. If you look at where it is in China. It's in like the middle kind of, I guess, eastern, southern, eastern, middle, kind of like where maybe, frankly, where like Nashville might be in the United States, right? It's kind of in this middle part. And it's um, it, it's just so strange that like ironically 60 miles from there, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but 60 miles from there, there's some bioengineering lab mm-hmm. that manufactures, you know, these, these sort of viruses and, and, and biochemical, biotech, whatever. And, and, you know, so you just wonder, like, in all the whole vast places in this world, yeah. how it just happens to be a wet market that's 60 miles from something like that. Like, just the whole thing doesn't it's, add up, right? right? Maybe it's, it's coincidence. It could be. Could, could be coincidence. Be. Could I'm be. not a conspiracy theorist. Alex Jones or whatever your name is, don't come after me. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's just Alex Jones is an entertaining cat, man. Yeah, he is. Enter- I'll say anything. I can't more. imagine what he's saying. I actually haven't listened to see what he's saying about this, but I would imagine... 
he's got something going on with this whole thing, and mm-hmm. I'm sure it's pretty rough. I'm sure it's really, would, really rough. I, that's what I mean. Like, if so, we're so susceptible to some piece of shit who wants to just launch what this kind of virus does, at least for me, what worries me is that it gives people that have access to these kind of liquid potions, whatever you want to call them, right? Serum and, and potion and fucking whatever, and it allows people to say, "Oh, oh shit, we we don't need to necessarily go drop bombs, no, or missiles to start a war, right? If we could come up with that secret sauce, yeah, goodbye, and, and drop that sauce in like the United States, yeah. paralyze an economy, right? How can we get rid of the United States? Yeah. Or now they're looking at it. I mean, on the flip side of it." Right, it it could just be. Although part of what I don't understand is why now, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it is truly, and again, I don't know if it's been engineered or you know whatever. Um, I don't know if we'll ever know that, right? Um, but I do think that in the ironic case that COVID nineteen, there's been eighteen different versions of this before nineteen. Right? True. So the fact that this one happens to just be so, uh, you know. Catastrophic in the sense of how easy it spreads and it's it's you know, attack on the respiratory system, blah blah blah. Like, why now? Like, what triggers now in 2020 that we have this ironic pandemic? I've never had that since 1918. I think was the last one, right? And we've had SARS and bird flu and avian flu and uh, Ebola and that sort of thing. But mm-hmm. like, why why is this so rampant, right? Um, so I, I just you know, to me, it just doesn't add up. But uh, I guess at some point, right? Like. If anything, hopefully we. It doesn't learn. add up in what sense? It, well, it doesn't add up in the sense. It, it, maybe it does. Maybe it never will. But why? Like why all of a sudden we're fighting all these bacteria and viruses out there? We constantly like the have flu a flu. Yeah, the, we constantly have a handle have on a this cold stuff and all this shit. Yeah, but this just happens to blow up, and, and we have no idea. And what we have do. no prepper, you know, preparations. And the CDC's behind. There's no testing. Italy, you know, the older people in Italy are are struggling. Well, I think what Spain. they're saying because because it's a novel strain. Okay, right? novel strain. It's a novel strain that we've never seen before, so there's nothing that's been scientifically proven, right? Whereas the flu, there's this. If you have uh, pneumonia, there's this. There's all these different drugs right. that have been. This, COVID-19, while there's clearly a cure, and they're thinking of this malaria drug has a lot to do with it. I don't know if yes. you've seen that lately. Yes, I have. Um, it, there's clearly something out there that's probably in the termination right. of this drug. I just don't think that we knew what it was. Yeah. It's a new, a new well, strain. But, but just and, and think about it, right? Here's a couple guys in in the Optimal Life podcast yeah. in Cleveland, Ohio, yeah. who are sitting here getting fed information, making filling so filling our views and viewpoints based on what we hear and what we see and what we know. Yeah. The fact is there's some somebody out there that understands exactly whether it's medical professionals or whether it's the CDC or whether it's just whoever – Something triggers us. Let's at least get through it. Let's the social distancing. I, we learn something. Hopefully, we come out of this better for what you know for what it is, and yeah, you know we yeah. prepare for the for the next you know situation. But this has been crazy for sure. This has been the craziest we'll never thing we've ever seen. Yeah, we'll, we'll never, never forget, forget this. Yeah, never forget. And I love how people are saying, "I cannot wait to get back to real life," and I'm never going to take for granted being out amongst people right? and having. And that's how you feel. But let's be honest. Come fall of 2020, 
you're going to forget that you felt like that. Yes. You're going to be a that, piece that's of like shit. anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come you're on. You're not going to give a shit again. You're going to take for granted everything. Come on, man. Let me tell you something. And I, this is the only negative thing I'll ever say because I'm usually a positive person. But if some whack job can go into an elementary school and shoot 20, whatever it is, beautiful little children, and we don't change gun laws in this country, I don't think you're ever going to be in a position where shock value carries itself beyond maybe a few months. Mm-hmm. You know, And unless there's systemic changes to the way we as humans view things, um, we're all about the next best thing, right? The next satisfaction point in our life. So hopefully we learn something. Hopefully we take a nugget. Hopefully there's some. Did value. you get a little political just now? I Holy did. Maybe shit, I did. So. And I'm not. And listen, I'm, I I am not a political <laughs> you person. You get a little political on I this. I know, thing, but I just shit. to me that was like, look, yeah. there are there are moments in our lives yeah. that are pivot points, in my opinion, that say, look, what do you stand for, mm-hmm. right? And and I think at some point, right, you can take the approach of, well, shit, that doesn't affect me. It's not my problem until it comes to your t- hometown. But right. let me say this, and I, and we're not going to get political. Right. Let's let me say this: if there's ever been a time where someone doesn't believe in the right to bear arms, this okay? would be the time you should believe. This would be the time you should yeah. fucking believe. And I am a gun owner, be- by the yes. way. I'm just going to put that out. There. Yes, because the we have proven whether it was incidental or not how powerful the government wants to be if they truly want to be powerful. Yeah. They will shut down your business. They will shut you shut you off and tell you you shouldn't leave your house. They're going to have to do it in a way where they can do it around something like if you're a true conspiracy theorist like Alex Jones, like to the to the nth degree. This is the type of shit where the government says if we want to do something, here's the blueprint. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a conspiracy theorist, you want to believe the government's good. I agree. But anyone that's ever said to themselves, we don't need guns to protect ourselves. We don't need to, be, uh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. We're going to give our guts to the This is the time where everybody should be saying NRA all fucking day. <laughs> I mean. Wayne LaPierre is in his uh, dude, velvet <laughs> robe right now. You know what dude. I mean? Yeah. Like, like, I'm being, you have to come, like this shows you, if the government wants to shut you fucking down, you're down. Yeah. Dude. Just don't shut my internet off. I need to watch Tiger. And then, you know what, dude? Tiger King. They could shut the internet off. Yeah. They they shut everything down. God forbid I have to talk to people. Could you imagine a day where you have you can't leave if you could only go to to the store for emergency or to get gas or something something crazy and if not you're going to prison. And I I'm, I'm going into an extreme case. Yeah, you, yeah. But but when you see what they just did to in, to help the society, it's kind of what communist governments yeah, do whenever the fuck the they want. Yeah, flatten the curve, right? Uh, yeah. You could be a billionaire in China and be gone the next day. Yeah, you could. You could be uh, Castro. Yeah. You could be in Cuba. You could be a billionaire and Castro says, no, that money's mine. Yeah, yeah that's true. Listen, uh, totally agree. I think it is something to be, uh, as I always tell people, be smart. Just pay be attention. Aware, be aware. Be with it. Yes. Don't don't take everything for face value. And I'm not saying everyone needs to walk around. I'm not. I don't get political on yeah. this either. Yeah. I'm not saying we need to have AK-47s and walking up and down the street. But, but, but if there's ever been a time in history yeah. where our eyes were open to how powerful our government is, let's just say it that way, this is the moment. Yeah. Well, the good news is is that the economy is going to come back on Easter. <laughs> Yes, so, it is. Dude. So it's, we're it's gonna be a damn good Friday. Good, so yeah. It's gonna be a damn good Friday. What else you got? Oh, uh, man! So. Throw some tunes, dude. All right, let's uh, play you? something else here, huh? What, yeah. a little. Should I throw? Should I? Should I? Strum something? Yeah. Or? Why don't you take something, man? Come on, let's hear it. 
You got that cop over there? I do. It's over here. Let's go toss it to you. Let's see if you catch it. Let's, let's see what we can do, bro. Let's see what we can do here. I don't want to, uh... I don't want to, um... You know, overshadow the likes of Ed Sheeran, who you mentioned earlier, but, uh... Ed Sheeran. He's so good. You know what always baffles me? Yeah. And... How a redhead could be so good? Well, that too, but but what always kills me and is, is how when a British person speaks... But then when they sing, it doesn't sound British. Dude, I, like you too, or uh, well, who is it? Who yeah, else? well, Sting. Sting, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, you got all these guys who are uh, the yeah. Duran Duran. I mean, all these old school British pop, you know. The, or even like Keith Urban. Keith, well, Keith, uh, that's true too. He He's Australian, sound like it. right? Yeah, he doesn't sound like when he or... sings that country music. Yeah. He seems, you know. I don't know how that Isn't works. Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is such a that's such an anomaly, dude. Yeah, Colin uh, Hay. Colin Hay is another one. He's Colin Hay. Who's yeah. that? Uh, Great singers. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear great. There we go. I found love. It's cheering. Oh. Darling, just dive right in. Follow my lead. I gotta try to take these headphones off. I found a girl, beautiful and sweet. I never knew but the someone waited for me. And we are still kids when we fell. Job, brother. How does that sound? Oh, that sound good, man? Yeah. You sound that you're getting that. I'm getting that's, that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, from listen, that song is a two, that's a great song. So good. It's a good song. So good. And the lyrics are tight. So good. Sounding man. good. Your chord changes. I love it. I'm getting there. You love it. Yeah, it's a working process, good. bro. You know. No, it's not. You're already there. It's a work. <laughs> hey, dude. When we're on stage one day and we're yeah. doing this shit, we're gonna we're gonna have to do one show one day. One show we one day. We don't care. We don't care. It's just gonna be one time. Hopefully it's open air. It could sh- sell out a theater of, of 14 people. We don't care. It has to be one time. 14 there. people. Yeah. It could be the school kids for all theater, I care. The it smallest could... theater you've ever seen. Ever. Yeah, I don't matter. care. We just need the seats to be filled, man. What you got? 
Give us something good. What was that song you started playing before we went on, dude? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, from the Beatles? Do that song the, that we were playing right before we went on. The long and winding yes. road that leads to your door. That song? How's that boost streak? Yeah, go with that song. Um, that that's I mean speaking of Let It Be, that's isn't that a great? I mean, when you think about that song. I mean, you, you think I don't know if you ever like actually. So the Beatles get a bad rap. Not to make I just have to pull it full circle because I've I've yeah, paid a lot of attention to them over the years. Yeah. George Harrison's one of my favorites. And by the way, by the way, I've said this to a few people. I may have even sent you the video. If you ever want to see something that will blow your freaking mind, okay? After George Harrison passed, who's you know great guy, his his son Dahani, Tom uh, Tom Petty, Jeff Lynne, these guys did this this concert uh, for him, and they sang uh, my favorite Beatles song of all time, which ironically is is sung by George, not by Paul or John, mm-hmm. is uh, "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." And at the end of that, they're at the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony, and uh, there's a guitar player that's ripping. If you know the song. The end of the song is just like, I mean, it's ripping, and they don't pan the camera to the person until kind of the end, and oh, you see shit. you see this dude with a freaking silk coat and a hat on, like a top hat. It's Prince. No shit. And for anybody out there that would ever listen or wants to listen to, while my guitar gently weeps, that version, Prince for the last three minutes plays a guitar solo that will knock your socks off. And at the end of it, I mean, aside from just killing it, yeah. right? And and everybody just blown away. First of all, Prince, Prince is Prince. <laughs> yeah. Prince was an amazing guitar player, which most people don't know. They think because they him, thought of the piano. Right? Yeah, they yeah. think well, they think of him as you know, and some flamboyant yeah, entertainment. Guy. They think of him, you know, uh, Raspberry Beret right. driving around on his motorcycle, Purple Rain, blah blah blah. But a sick guitar player. And at the end of it, he just chucks his 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 uh, Fender. Uh, Stratocaster into the crowd and just freaking walks one off. One of stage. the best of all time. One of the best. I mean, literally he as is. a as a yeah, so watch it. It's it's pretty amazing. That's amazing. But um, but yeah. So the uh, uh, the Beatles songbook is is pretty wild. And but the song, the long and winding road, the lyrics, you know, the long and winding road that lead to your door. I mean, who hasn't been in some situation, love or otherwise, where the yes. idea of getting to your door is is their mission, and and it's a long and winding road and. That's Le- what it feels for most people. Man. That's right. That's right. And, and, and for a lot of people, they never get there, which is so sad. Yeah. So. The wild and windy nights. Dude, uh, how about our? How about one of our favorite songs by Springsteen? Oh yeah, man. Dude, a little dancing in the dark, boy. Dancing in the dark. What about? Um, oh, oh, oh! You're talking about. Uh, um, what's our one of our favorite songs? Oh, uh, um, I've got it on my phone. Uh, Brilliant disguise. Brilliant disguise. Brilliant disguise. Dude. For those of you, yeah, I mean. Jesus. You you actually once I posted that. Yes, uh, you comment posted that. On you posted that. I posted yeah. that comment on Instagram. Yeah. God, uh, God, God have mercy on the man who doubts what he's sure yeah, of. Yeah, think about that for a minute, right? God have you, mercy you... on the man who doubts what he's sure of. Yeah, yeah. That's... And that's how the song ends, too. Yeah. He doesn't say another word after that. No, how, do you, how could you? 
he just leaves it like that. So yeah. fucking good. Dude. Yeah, it's uh, and it's funny. He um, yeah, I'm full of of useless information, but I love uh, Spring That's Street. That's what we're too. here for tonight. That's right. Yeah. And and uh, he does not play that song very much because it was from his um, divorce uh, back in in the late '80s. He he was married for just a few years before Patty Scalfa, who is his uh, his, his uh, uh, guitarist and uh, female uh, player percussion player in his band. Uh, he married her and has a family and has it's moved on but he was married for a few years uh, in the late 80s and he wrote that song for that period of time so he doesn't identify with it anymore oh really that's why he doesn't play it he says you know that's a part that was time. a different time in life it was a different time in life I wrote that it meant everything at the moment and and now it's kind of like looking back through a rear view mirror and, and why, why sing you. it right that gives a lot of people hope too. It know? does. It does. Listen, I'll be honest, man. I mean, uh, one of the songs that got me through my divorce period was um, uh, "Heart of the Matter." Yeah, was it Henley? Don, Don Henley. Henley. Yeah. yeah, "Heart of the Matter" was a really therapeutic song for me. Yeah, because um, the lyrics just really touched home. I mean. And Henley went through the same thing. Henley went through a breakup. I think it was a, a fiance, and he wrote this song after his his breakup from his fiance. But "Heart of the Matter" is um, probably was my go to song for I would say at least many months. Yeah. And even though like it was something that I knew was for for the best, and I'm sure she felt it was for the best. You know, you still have to go through this phase. You know, you have to go through this mourning phase of mourning a past relationship yeah someone that you've been with for a long time someone that you've created a family with someone that you've cared about someone that walked on the aisle you said i right. do you've spent countless days minutes hours everything um that does that doesn't go at least at least for me i'm speaking for myself sure it doesn't go away overnight you right know? that that stuff even though you know this is right and uh you guys are on the same team and you want nothing but the best for each other you still have to go through a mourning phase of yeah, some sort yeah i believe it and for me the the heart of the matter was yeah such a powerful song dude yeah there's so many of those like yeah. that out there but don henley you can find them yeah i mean well, but you know what's funny is when you talk about these songs whether it's the beatles or or jackson brown or don henley or you know whatever it is right uh ed sheeran frankly yeah these guys just get it that's why they're you know that's why they're who they are right yeah they, they get it yeah and they're so fucking classic dude. they write they have great songwriters um but they also are so, the ability but to they write some of them too right oh sure yeah sure. yeah it's a mix but but you talk about nashville uh you know nashville is basically the songwriting capital of the world uh, for for country music and, and frankly for a, a lot of uh there's rock country too. music is so yeah therapeutic man yeah country there's nothing better oh it's great there's nothing better than country music yeah yeah. Tell me a genre that's better than country. Well, it depends on you know. Some people, it's a different. It's mood and yeah, lifestyle, it's mood. It's and lifestyle culture, maybe, and all that culture, kind of stuff. Yeah. Some people associate Listen, it the wrong. I'm not going to want to listen to country music if I have to go walk into the octagon and fight a UFC fighter across <laughs> the way from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I before get it. a football game or a basketball game, you're going to listen yeah. to. You're going to throw on some Jeezy. You're going to yeah. throw on some. You're going to get Drake, all amped up. You're going to yeah. throw on Future and some of these guys or the baby. The baby's fucking good, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. some good shit out there right now. Yeah. Have you heard uh, The Weeknd's new album? I haven't. I've actually listened to so it, but I, good, yeah, dude. I haven't listened to the new, so new stuff. Good, yeah. man. So good, yeah. man. There's so much good It's amazing how therapeutic music is, though. Yeah, it's the best. Imagine if you didn't have music. I mean, it's crazy. I, uh, everything, it's a soundtrack of your life. 
you know when you think about it it really is yeah it's a it soundtrack really of your life yeah i i often think about like since I, when i was a kid um and i'm saying a little older than you, but I, I like there were certain bands that influenced me yeah. um and i always gravitated to to rock and and classic rock and and uh and and uh, and I like pop music and so forth, but uh, and and then I had I like the counterculture too. I always liked sort of the jam band scene for a while. I still do. Um, so I was I, I never went into music with with a closed mind. I always had an open ear, you know. Interesting. And uh, but you you find yourself going back to those folks that just you know like right now um, they're dark, they're deep, they're probably past a lot of people that would would care to. But right now I guarantee you there's an 18 or 19 year old kid out there. That's putting the doors on for the first time, and their mind is getting blown. Right, no different than there's somebody that's putting on, you know, music today that's that's popular and and feeling amazing. Um, and so it's just it's your preference, but it's it a is. soundtrack it, of your life, right? I mean, it is, you know. It's so so true. the the key is is to preserve it so that it doesn't get lost. Because I often think about like music from the 20s or 30s. People are like, oh, it's just muddy waters and all this great stuff, and. You know, you should listen to it, all these great jazz. I'm not inspired to do that. But the reality is if I sat down and did it, I probably would appreciate it. And and so you hope you never lose that longevity. And maybe because of the digital age, we won't. But Well, when you think about the kids today, too, uh, they don't even know how good Tupac and Biggie were. Yeah. Right? They have no idea. Yeah. Kids that are 15 to 20 years old today That's good have point. not a clue. Not, no clue. All they know is the baby... Yeah. And little baby, but you hope their parents maybe are showing them a little bit, yeah. like you know. But those guys were the best of all yeah. time. I don't care what you say. Yeah, yeah. There's no one that's been better. We've we've lived it, you and I. Yeah, yeah. It's true. I, I listen. I try to stay up with some of these guys that are coming up today in hip hop because I like hip hop. They don't hold a candle to those guys. No, there's some phenomenally talented artists yeah. right now. Um, some of the there's some good talent here in Cleveland too, man. Yeah, there's some tremendous talent here. I, I know, I know. But but when it comes to like the classic rap artists, those two guys, man, were at a different. They were the pinnacle. They were yeah. they were the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Well, uh, Dre, you know, Doctor Dre, Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Doctor Dre. Yeah. Were, they started that. Yeah. Easy E, yeah. of course. Of course, he's, yeah, you can't go. Yeah, I mean, he's part of the Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. But but when it comes to like the the two guys, the you know like, you know. Tupac and Biggie, man, yeah. and Tupac. My my favorite artist of all time was Tupac. Tupac, hip hop. Tupac Shakur, for yeah. sure. Yeah, good. for sure, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and he was able to see things that like you didn't get to see. He knew. Yeah, the, the song changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he said, uh, "We'd never see a black president." This was back in the nineties, maybe. Right. Yep. He said something. Changes is all about race and yep. and race relations and. Uh, racism and all that kind of stuff in the United States, which of course exists, but it exists on both sides. Um, but he was able to talk about, you know, we'll never see a black president. And, there you, go. you know, here we are, 20, what, 2012-ish, 2010? Yeah. Something. Obama, 20, 2008, Obama was president. So Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, music, music, music transcends. Just, it does. It transcends everything in every culture. It, it Every sure culture, does, dude. Yeah, you, know, you go to the different parts of the world, and, and music is just—it's the language of, of of love, and it's a language uh, that all people can find some common ground on, for sure. What do you do in these days that keeps you busy? I know you're fully invested in—you're a sales executive. Yep. Running a—you run a whole. How many people report to you? 
Uh, indirectly, you know, there's 35, 40 people. How do you manage this? Uh, well, we, we have a great business and it's a great company and, and we're really fortunate. Um, uh, company's been, you know, through acquisition, right. it's been, been building and, and based in Tennessee. And that's why I know a lot about Nashville and, um, so yeah, it's good, man. Life's good. Obviously the quarantine limits my ability to travel a little bit, but, uh, but, but you have people constantly. You're you're dealing with dozens of people. Yeah, well, we have are, a, we have a great a great group of. I mean, really sophisticated, talented people that yeah. do their job really well. Great team of, of folks around that support them, and um, it's fun. It's fun to be a manager, to be a leader, because those those are two different qualities. Yep. yep. Um, but but to be, let, let's let's start on the manager part. Sure. What's the most important quality of a good manager? Well, a manager by definition is managing, right? And so to be able to manage, which is far different than leading, to your point, is, you know, the ability to, uh, I, I always, you know, believe that management is uh, is principle. And that is, look, there's going to be a set of parameters by which we're going to try to uh, evaluate, measure, control, um, and, and define what success is. And we're going to grind to to that uh, outcome, and and we're going to manage the uh, the variables as well as some of the things that we can, you know, that, that are the the uh, intangibles. So management, you know, I hate to say it, people can manage. You could have somebody that's really good, that's you know, a house manager or a a, a business manager or a, a record manager, artist manager, whatever it is. And so uh, management, by definition, is containment, right? Containing it to an outcome. Leadership. Is a completely different. I mean, gosh, there's probably what a million conversations you could have on leadership. But I think the biggest thing that leadership really is uh, two things that jump out to me. It's you know, it's doing what's right when people aren't looking, and and knowing you're guiding people to a to to a, uh, an outcome that is based on uh, uh, truth and and fundamentally where you believe you should steer people and be cur- having the courage of your conviction to do that. But I think the biggest challenge with leadership, in my opinion. Is you know you don't get the benefit in leadership of having a blueprint that says here's what you need to do. Mm. You have to take sixty percent of the facts, sixty percent of the truth, sixty percent of your instinct, and fill in the gaps. And the people, no different than a, a baseball manager who decides to bunt in the ninth inning to move the runner along, or do a squeeze play to try to win the game, or a quarterback who goes for a coach who goes for it on fourth and, and one. Uh, you know, the idea of filling in the variables and the intangibles to say, okay, uh, this is worth doing because even the outcome, whatever the outcome is, I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, supported and believe that this is what needs to happen. And I think leadership is really about that, that aspect of it is, is leading people to follow your vision and trusting that that vision will be right more times than not. And accepting, frankly, if it's not right, accepting that, Hey, you know what, we're going to learn from this and be right. The, you know, going forward, it, it's a really tough skill set. It you, is, man. You don't have confidence; you can never lead. It's a, the the line between the two is is fine, and it, it's blended for sure. Yeah. But to lead, though, to lead is a a it's it's almost like getting people to take the hill. People that are yes. willing to follow you for a common cause. Yeah. And I think the only way you get there is through. Really, through more so action than it is your own words, than it is your own. It's like leading example. by example. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a really good point. I, I think uh, you know people 
there's a lot of studies out there that say people don't, you know, uh, stay at their job or leave their job because of the money per se. They leave because of of the leaders that are uh, are, are taking them on that journey. They leave because the they, they the either lack leave of or leadership. they stay because okay. of of who their 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 boss or who their leader of their company is. Right. And I believe that. I mean, if you have a visionary, uh, you know, a leader that 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 paints a vision and makes you feel like you're part of the contributing force to that vision. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, right? Money's money. We all want to do well, but at some point in your life, and and maybe for people that are probably thirty-five and older, um, there comes a point where you start to your the respect and the value of what you're contributing becomes mm-hmm. more important than the the dollar signs, unless 100%. you're unless you're a pure mercenary, <laughs> right? Right. But but at some point, you look at what you can contribute to the greater good, whether it be business or humanity. Um, and that's your definition. Well, of it's no different to your point on the most extreme levels. Why guys like Sergey Brin and uh, Jeff Bezos continue to work? Yes, they on love the, it. on the on that sp- yeah. side of the spectrum because they're looking for something, or or you know, they're looking for something to fulfill them. Yep. it's not about money. It's about it's about a a, a greater cause. It's about fulfillment. Yep. Yeah, it really is. It's fulfillment. Yeah, uh, and and you know, people find that fulfillment in a lot of different ways. But as a leader. You know, it's a it's a lonely place sometimes, right? Uh, leaders have to be able to to lead to a. It's a hard place, man. Yeah, it is hard. It's and hard. fortunately, you know, when I'm lucky because I have had great people support me. I, like I always say, hire people that are smarter than you, mm-hmm. and uh, continue to find ways to um, uh, you know to, to drive value and and uh, uh, have the courage of your convictions. Like I said before, and I think it works well. So I I think that a manager could succeed. By not being super very well liked, and that's okay. You don't have to. You're not there to be friends. I think a leader to be a true leader, you have the only way you could succeed is if people take a some kind of emotional connection to you as an individual. Absolutely, inspired by you. They're inspired. Yeah, they're inspired by what they see. They feel something from you. They want to follow you. They want to go with you arm in arm. Um, it's a different kind of feeling where a manager is like, hey, delegate, okay, yes, I'll get this done by this date. Yes, you are a very organized person. You, you, you've, yep. you've made sure that this deliverable was met. You manage this team. You manage this project. You are all over us. But the man- to be a successful manager, you don't have to have that emotional connection. No. To be a successful leader, there has to be something. There, there. has to be there. Yes, yeah. that is true. And yeah. even you know, sometimes the best leaders uh, have only limited time to communicate. Right? I mean, you think about leaders of companies. Um, it may be a podcast, or it might be a company all company meeting. Uh, you might only have five minutes with that person, but uh, they have a presence and they have the ability to communicate a vision of the entire company or whatever it is. Yes. Uh, vision all, is key. Yeah, all the way through and it permeates the culture and that's culture, right? So culture is yeah, huge, it's, man. It's good. Yeah, it's it's I will say this, right? Like you know, you don't no business school, no graduate degree, no um, no book learning will ever teach right. you to do that. You, you have to have a good portion of it to be innate. You have to be able to do that. So true. Uh, and then so you true, have to bro. develop it. And and I'm far from I mean my that's one of the things that I work on now, right? Is to try to be a a better leader uh, and, and inspire, and uh, so yeah, it's it's a great question. It's a what's a you know management it's versus a leadership. It's a very thought provoking. You could we could talk about this. this could be a whole podcast. It could. It really could. If we really yes, wanted it to be, it could be. 
But uh, you're such a dynamic cat that I figured I'd sprinkle some leadership and business. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to uh, back to something more fun, dude. Okay. On that on that lead, give us give us uh give us something else while All we're right. talking. That's good. Good. One more uh, little yeah. little run here. So. Can you hear that? There's not many leaders that can fucking strum like that up there. Yeah. Mother, Mother Ocean Yes, yes I have heard you call Wanted to sail upon your waters I was three feet tall You've seen it all You've seen it all Great Jimmy Buffett song Makes me want to sit and have a A Corona beer, not a virus <laughs> Watch the man who rode you Switch from sails to steam In your belly you can hold the treasures Few have ever seen Most of them dream Most of them dream Yes, I am a pirate I'm a pirate Two hundred years too late Oh, too late Hannons don't thunder There's nothing to plunder I'm an over 40 victim of fate Arriving too late Arriving too late I've done a bit of smuggling Oh, I've run my share of grass I made enough money to buy a Miami But I pissed it away so fast Never meant to last It's never meant to last Well, I have been drunk now for over two weeks I passed out and I've rallied and I've sprung a few leaks But I gotta stop wishing I gotta go fishing Down to rock bottom again just a few friends Just a few friends Mother, Mother Ocean After all these years I found My occupational hazard being My occupation's just not around Feel like I've drowned Head on uptown Feel like I've drowned. Gonna head on up town. Yes, sir. Somebody in a palm tree hey. area with a Corona hey, and, hey, a, hey, hey, hey. and a steel drum. That's Come for on. you. That's for you. Come on, kids. That's for you. Come on, kids. Jimmy Listen, Buffett. Yep. It doesn't get much better than Jimmy Buffett. Heck, man. no, man. I mean, you know, look. His music can be you know, transcending, it, it, as we it, talked it, about. It is. He's another one. Five o'clock yeah. somewhere. So five o'clock somewhere. That was Jimmy Buffett, and who else was in that song? I'm trying to think of who said. I I only know it as him singing it, but uh, I feel like there was a few people that yeah, sang that song. Probably a lot of people that's remade it. Or, or that's remade. probably true. Yeah. That song 
five o'clock somewhere yeah is probably never gonna die well you know from up the thing about buffett which is so amazing is the guy's taking these like fun you know vacationy beachy <laughs> key west kind of songs coconuts and and and, and cold beers and so forth yeah. and he's marketed it to the masterful degree of licensing uh i mean five o'clock somewhere right yeah, everybody. You don't see a shirt like that anywhere, right? Every, it's all over the place. Everywhere yeah. you go, you could be on vacation. Yeah. And, uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, it's five o'clock somewhere. Hey, hey and want a drink? It's nine in the morning. Yeah, right. Five, it's five o'clock, o'clock somewhere. somewhere Let's go, come bro. On, man. Yeah. That's true. Who do we got in the song? Uh, Alan Jackson was. Part oh, there of you that. go. Okay, yeah, Alan Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Alan Jackson. He um, was great too. Yeah, man. he's good. Yeah, it's funny. He has some good stuff. There's so many talented guys out there. Yeah, Chris Stapleton's one of my favorites. Dude, now one of too. the best. One yeah. of the best. Tennessee whiskey. One of the millionaire yeah. Tennessee whiskey. Millionaire Tennessee whiskey. Uh, what are you listening to? Yeah, he's good. He's he's. Uh, if you ever another little uh, music tip for those out there in the ether, watch uh, the Country Music Awards with uh, maybe it was a year or two ago with Chris Stapleton and and. Uh, Justin Timberlake, they sang. Oh uh, yeah, dude, that yeah. was really they, good. They they uh, they sang uh, Tennessee whiskey, and then Timberlake uh, sang his song "Drink You Away," which was phenomenal. Really, both good. of them played. It was unbelievable. That goes to show you how talented Timberlake oh, is. That too. guy's sick. He's sick. Such He's absurd. Yeah. He's at such a different level. Different. You always wonder, like, how did the other NSYNC guys not make it? And then you watch Timberlake, <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, now, now, you know I, now I get it. Joey Fatone. Yeah. I don't even know. Is he in that? Is he, is he, was he one? <laughs> You, uh, you feel bad. You actually, it goes to show you how untalented, for lack of a better word, those guys are. What well, do you think about if you're Timberlake? But, think about if you're Timberlake. You're like you got a Lance bass. You got to pull got this guy these around. Guys and, and these guys, and you're, and you're carrying all their. You're dead teaching weight. them the dance moves. Come what on, was guys. That one take dude's them. name with the brown, dark hair with the goatee, the goofy looking dude. I don't remember. Chris, Joey Fatone. Chris, was it something? No, I don't know. I don't. Joey remember. Fatone. I get the Backstreet Boys. I think he was a Backstreet Boys. Okay, Joey they're all Fatone. the same to me. Backstreet Boys and NSYNC was our whole thing. Yeah, that was it. They were the boy band. They were huge, man. They They were the boy band. So huge. So what else, dude? What else have we not talked about? I don't know. I think uh, we talk about a lot of shit. We do. We always banter. We we banter for a good hour and a half before we even got down here. I know it's good. We talk about life. We talk about love. Just everything. The pursuit of happiness. You got kids. Yes, three kids. It's never. It's a nonstop thing. Yeah, I love it, man. Never stops. Love it. Activities. The key is keep looking forward. Yeah. Always don't get don't look don't get too ahead of yourself, but but look forward and enjoy your. It goes so fast. Yeah. yeah. Don't when get, you're in those early years, yeah, it is such a grind. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up one day and you got kids that are teenagers now, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. wild. It's fun. It's fun every day. So by the way, you know what I was going to tell you? Totally um, yeah. unrelated. The guy we saw the comic the comic we saw about a month or Brian so. Brian Callen. That guy. He's a monster. He's hilarious, and if the, again. One of those things, you know, there's certain people you're like, wow, that, that guy was good or that, that gal was good. But uh, that that man, he was hilarious. I went back and watched his stuff mm-hmm. a little bit on YouTube. And some of the stuff that guy was pulling out with the with the rhinos and stuff. Dude. So anyway, <laughs> I mean. And dude. when he's talking about defending the house. God. Remember that? <laughs> Where he's talking about the intruders. Yes. I, so, so for those of you, uh, just that so guy. let me tell you a else. funny tidbit. So I, this dude named Afif Ganoum, he's been on my podcast. I texted with him actually today. Uh, Afif, him and his father own, uh, it's a supplement company, Biome, Gut Biome. I, I forget the name of the exact company. It's about uh, probiotics, okay? And Afif's been on the show. He's coming on again. He lives here in Cleveland. And they've got this phenomenal company, this revolutionizing 
probiotic bacteria biome and they've been out all over the country on tours Afif and Brian Callen are friends oh really now Afif texted me back today okay and he said I've got a big announcement coming tomorrow I don't know what it is at this moment right now it is Thursday the 26th of March okay yeah he said we have a big announcement coming tomorrow which must be the 27th and I think he, him and his father are going on Joe Rogan's podcast. Oh, really? Which would be huge because he's going to be seen by millions of people. Yeah, and then, of course, yeah, you know. Yeah. So I don't know for sure. I could be completely off. But the reason I think that is because he, Brian Callen, the comic that we saw in Cleveland, went out with Afif the night before we went to see his oh, show. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And... He's talked about him on Rogan's show. Nice. Yeah. I hope so he's on So I there. think Afif is wet, is getting geared up to say we're going on Rogan. Yeah. And he should. They've got a phenomenal company. They're Cleveland guys. We got to support them. Support them for sure. He's a cool dude. How about you sing your guy. Cleveland song? Why don't you give us a little I, taste? You know, I forgot the... Uh, well, I, did you do the thing? The the, the soundtrack to yeah, that? Yeah, that was so good, man. Yeah. With MGK. And yeah. The, but you don't, you don't have it, huh? I, I mean, I, I could... You're, oh, dude, look at you. You're putting me on the spot, man. I, I, I never want to put my... my uh, I, you know what, man? What was it? What was it? Uh, Cause I got Cuddy... Yeah. We got replays. Actually, I do have it here. Do you know how? Do you remember how to do it? I don't. I don't. I do. I do. I kind of do. I do. I do. Hold on. Let me see if I can find it here. I kind of do. Let's I remember see. there was a, a B minor. We were doing some good. That's a good lyric song. Yeah. It's a good song. Well, gracious host. Lightfield Donahue. There you go. Right? Yeah. Oh, here it is. All right, you're gonna put me on the spot. It's not gonna be what I thought mm -hmm. it was, but we're gonna we're gonna try to do it. Okay. It's if you you could do it with me. It's gonna be um, I think it was D D minor G is what you is, is the mm -hmm. easy way to do it. D D minor G, I think. There it is. Alright, in all full disclosure, I wrote this song um, about a year ago, I think, and this is called Ode to Northeast Ohio for all of us. We know how we support each other in Cleveland, and here it is. Grace is home. I feel down to you Once lost I was old To the orange and blue We went up every weekend Until the morn On the east bank We'll run like Forrest Gump Yeah, Tom Hanks I rode to Ohio City With Mrs. Chapman In her fast car who would have thought? See, Poppy become a star. Making you feel good. Like Halle Berry. We in a shit show. We got you carried. And we got Cuddy. We got Reflames. We got Vaughn. 
like LeBron James. We got the baddest dudes on the planet. We got Steepy. We got Q Money. We got MGK. Not sure the actors. What Terrence Crawford said influenced the nation. Logan and Jake Lynn and Jordan Waters. Even both us can sing world's greatest promoters. Just asked on King. And we might not rock and roll, but we got his Hall of Fame. World Series and Super Bowl. To us, it's all the same. Just wanna. Winner, a blue collar spirit never sees. Paul Newman and Bob Hope. Rest in peace. We got Cuddy. We got Reflames. We got Ballers. Like LeBron James. We got the baddest dudes on the planet. We got Steepin'. There it is, folks. Ocha, Northeast Ohio, right on the whim. There's a couple other verses, but we didn't get there. <laughs> there was a bridge that uh, we didn't know how to play. Yeah, we played. It's been a little rusty on yeah, that. Yeah, we're a little rusty, man. We haven't done that in a while. It's been probably, what, four or five four months? Four or five at least. months, yeah. At least, at least. All uh, right, brother. But Ocha, Northeast Ohio, it has potential. Yeah, it does have potential. For sure. That song has a lot of potential. Um... Hey, bro, there's nothing more that I love than sitting down here talking shit with my buddies. Yeah. I, I, honestly, we, I don't do it enough. I bring on so many cool guests. I, I love talking to these people, lear, learning about their lives, their backgrounds, where they come from. It's something completely different. But there's nothing like hanging out with your buddies down here and, and, and oh, talking man. shit. Absolutely. Like it, it's the best, dude. It's the best. Yeah, it's so much fun, man. Let's do it again soon, bro. Yeah. This was so, great. So, uh, you know, one thing I encourage you to do is uh, at the end of every podcast, yeah. for, for your buddies, just ask the question, what did we accomplish today? Okay. So what did we, <laughs> so, so what did we accomplish? <laughs> what, besides nothing. Besides nothing. What did we accomplish today, uh, I'm just brother? teasing, what man. We, well, I learned a lot best, about dude. Tiger. You're the best. Tiger. Uh, the You're going to be hooked. I'm going to be hooked, yeah. man. We learned a little bit about music and the Beatles and leadership and uh, we learned about life. Today, we learned man. about we life. We learned about life. We, we learned know? about conspiracy yeah. theories and gun laws and zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. Hi, right, man. Great Love seeing it. you Love as you, always, brother. man. Love, Love you too, brother. Too,